Welcome to episode 13 of Live from Houston, Atlanta, Las Vegas. We are here, and you know what just happened. CLB just dropped. Well, I don't know if they know just what happened because we have been on a long hiatus. It's been like a year since uh, episode 12, but episode 12 was Darth Lane demo demo tape, so it's fitting that we're doing CLB, but it is September... 6th 2021 labor day 2021 uh aka drake's album cover yes Um, very true and and we're just gonna slide right into it with that we're back one year later (laughs) uh covering what was actually a one-year delayed album certified lover boy yes it was nikki what did you think that that's what we're talking about i think we're going to start off with our initial overall thoughts And then we're going to dive a little deeper into some specifics. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just some background on Certified Lover Boy here. I think a few things to kind of call out was this was absolutely a delayed album. Um, We actually Mm -hmm. had a leaked Dat Piff mixtape come out about six months ago at the beginning. I think it was around Valentine's Day. No, that was, I think, even, wasn't that that earlier? 2020, like pre Yeah, yeah, that was, that was. Because I listened to that in the office. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like that was a long time ago. So we already we yeah. already knew that like CLB was on the way. Um, we knew that the name of it. We knew all these things. We knew that I think that that Piff thing had about you know, fifteen to twenty tracks on it. So we had a good feel of what was coming. But now we're here and we only got three of those leaks here. Three of my favorite. Yeah. So yeah. really happy about that. Um, but and they were different, and they were and, and, and they were definitely different. They were definitely different. They had the same verses that we were familiar with, but they added different things. With some extras, they added some intro, yeah. uh, some extras like intros, features, etc., outros, yeah, endings, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. So, um, so, so overall, you know, just to answer your question. Um, I thought it was very good. What would you give it on a rating scale of, of you know, a 10? You know, you know one, one or zero. One being the worst, 10 being the yeah, worst. Yeah, so a classic 1 to 10 scale. Uh, <laughs> um, I, would, I would probably ga- give it um, a solid 8.4, and I'm very comfortable with that. I'm very comfortable nice. with that. Yeah, that's a good rating. I think when I first heard it, First listen, and I think first listens, you know, are kind of a unique listen because oftentimes albums grow on you, songs grow on you, and usually, um, I don't know, I think when you first listen to something, you're really digesting a lot of it and you don't catch a lot of it, so it can be not as good as as you may feel in like a week or even a year or whatever it is, Um, and I thought for a first listen, I gave it a really high rating. I think I'll give it like a 9.5, and I think I'll scale it back a little bit, but I think for a first listen, um, you know, on, on the first listen scale, I, I do kind of stand by that because you just never know what you're going to get, and it just felt like everything like I needed from it, and so I was really happy with it, um, but, you know, is it a nine, 9.5 out of 10 in the grand scheme of music? I don't know about that, but in terms of like, I think the 8.4 is, is a good rating. It's probably where I would probably lie as well. Yeah, I ask because I feel like a 9.5 is very high. And, and, and listeners, when we get there, we're going to do a little breakdown of Drake's studio albums. Remember, this is six. We'll be ranking where this goes with his other studio yep. albums. So I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see where Alex now puts yeah. a 9.5 album. Well, first, first listen, listen nine point five album. Yeah, nine five, oh, nine five first listen album, and and I'll I'll talk about kind of my first listen impressions on the other albums when we get there, um, but I guess just off the bat with the overall overview, what what were some of the songs that stu- 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 stood 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 out? We'll get there. There we go. <laughs> Excuse me. Stood there we out. go. It's been a while since we podcasted. Stood out to you um, on your your first listen, and even you know since then. Yeah. So I think there's quite a few that that really stood out to me obviously the big three um in the sense that we already knew so the big three being race me again 
um, or race my mind or something like that. Race, race yeah, my race my mind. mind. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I got 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 confused for a second. Um, race my mind. Absolutely, we knew about. So that was a good one to see. But there were definitely a lot of them on there that um, that we didn't know, and I was very impressed with a lot of different aspects that we had going into this into this piece. I think if we're going down the list of the track list that, that we got from, that we got from Drake, um, I think some big ones that stand out, I I think in my opinion are girls want girls. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go over the league tracks. I think those are three that we really enjoyed. So let's do the new ones. So girls want girls. I think fair trade. I think Travis Scott did a really great job. Um, Alex and I actually talked offline about this, but way too sexy. The first time I heard it, did not like it at all. Did not like it at all. And and and, and have you changed? Yes. Like, well, I have. Okay. So I've, I've de- it's definitely grown on me. I think the first time I was like, this is just so weird. It's just like it felt like. So the last, actually some background here, because I did want to talk to you about this um, when we first chatted about this. But the last time Drake, Future, and Young Thug came together was for uh, DFL, Down for Life. And we oh, love yeah. that track. Well, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Oh, yeah, that, we that. love that track, <laughs> yeah, but no one that liked a, that, that track. That was a light in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. No, I don't know why. I don't know I either. Don't know why I love that. What's happening? So good. Like the flows are great. Young Thug and Future are so good in that. It's just such a fun, upbeat song. Yeah. And then I think, yeah. and I think they kind of redid that because they realized that they had so much fun doing it. Just the, just the popularity yeah. didn't agree. So I think we're back now agreeing that this is a great trio of people yeah. and i think this yeah. got a lot more attraction especially with the music video that if you want to talk about great, that great music yeah. video, yeah no great music video hilarious music video i think it speaks to the vibe of what they were trying to go for i think they were trying to have a lot of fun um it's obviously kind of like a funny track um you know i think they were poking fun at themselves and also just like uh, kind of doing a different different style of rap, not necessarily like Lil Dicky funny, but like, you know, on the comedy genre where it was it was pretty pretty hilarious with the sample they chose, the music video, the lines that they were you know saying. Um, I think they all came together and it, and it was definitely like, you know, a bo- you know, it, it was it was bopping. We were all kind of you know everyone was kind of like, you know, vibing to it, you know, bouncing their heads. I think you see that with the music video. Um, I actually liked it kind of right away because I was I was a huge fan of the samples and when I heard that sample come on um, while I was doing my first listen I was like oh shit like what is about to happen um, and I was I was you know I was not let down I didn't expect him to come in with that sample to start doing some like R and B you know redemption type Drake I was expecting something kind of funny kind of like what he does with French Montana I feel like when he goes with French Montana or even sometimes with Future and Young Thug like we talked about. Um, it's a little bit more fun, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and so I, that's kind of what I was expecting, and I feel like that's what we got. So I, re- I did really like that track, and I feel like we'll be hearing it a lot, just around, you know, around the cities, around Houston, around Atlanta. And around of Vegas. course, the big three, <laughs> the big trio. <laughs> and Toronto. Of course, the six. <laughs> I thought um, the biggest piece of that music video that I think everyone was talking about was Kawhi. He was just so, yeah, so unbelievably hilarious. cringy, though. It was <laughs> like, he is truly a specimen. He's a robot, bro. He just, like, he was doing, he like, is. the... The like the rain over the face thing, like where they're where you're like trickling yeah. again. This is like again, we're looking at each other, but like for our listeners, you can't see anything. So like he does, <laughs> he does like the he does like the you know the the fingers over the the face trickling down thing, and I was just like, like this is just so hard to watch. Like everyone's just doing it, it's just he's it struggling, he's struggling, but overall an incredible music video. I love that they just threw in that awkwardness for like no reason. Like he had no reason to be there. He had no reason to be there. I know. Except that Drake could get him there. Of course. Like, that was the reason that he was there. And that, and then it, it kind of went, to your point, kind of because it was so, like, cringe, which kind of the whole video was, almost the whole song was, it just, like, fit the vibe. It was like they were only further furthering the point that that's what they wanted to do. That's, that's kind of how they wanted the song to play out. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought I thought that's exactly what they needed to do. It was a great mood. It was honestly a very fun kind of thing. I think we kind of see Drake being going into this more you know, direction over the past few years, um, where with um, Life's Good, I believe was a song with Future, right? Yeah, yeah, Life, yeah, is, yeah, life good. is Good. Yeah. Um, you know, that was also a really fun music video where they're just like working like, 
like yeah. rudimentary jobs. Job. Yeah, yeah, like worked flipping burgers at McDonald's, like working in the mall. Like that was all just really fun stuff. And I think just him and Future just love to kind of just yeah. do these really great songs and then just have these bizarrely fun music videos. It's just like definitely. Drake is definitely like a rapper, but then they, he's kind of like. He's an actor. He's, a, he's just like yeah, an artist. Yeah, he's just an he artist. He just loves to do it all. And I think it's just so funny when people are like, are like con- being condescending to Drake. It's just like, Drake never tried to be like a hard rapper. I don't think Drake has ever really tried to be a hard rapper. Maybe in like his yeah, early, yeah. early days, he'd like try to be a little intimidating, but then he kind of like went into like, you know, thank me later was, you know, fun. But then, I mean, he went very emotional with take care too. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, he kind of embraced who he, he was. Embraced who he embraced who he was. Out. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, and I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I think like he was true to his roots. Yeah, and I think, like, he al- he also, like, grew into himself. Like, now he has just a lot more street cred. I mean, he literally is, like, he he's, like, almost like the pseudo-leader of Canada. He, like, leads the six. He, you know, runs the rap game. He's literally, like, a mob boss. He has, like, people working for him that are doing, like, you know, quest- probably sus, questionable shit, whatever. He's basically a mob boss. I mean, he lives in a mansion. So now he really is who he always thought he was, which he raps a lot about, you know, because how he always said he used to park his, uh, he like leased, what was that in Take Care? He like leased uh, a car and used to park it like three houses down. Uh, but he, because he wanted to be who he wanted, to, who he thought he was eventually going to be. Um, and then he made it to who he was eventually going to be and more. So like he did grow into himself there. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he definitely like, isn't someone that takes himself super seriously. I think we see that with all the memes and with the music videos. Uh, and, and it's hilarious. I don't think, yeah. I mean, Hotline Bling, that was kind of like the start of it in many ways. Yeah, that was definitely a meme music video in itself that got made in just something kind of... I mean, it was just like dancing in like a light box, right? It's like... It, it, yeah. it, it's And it was great. Yeah, super low budget. Cultural phenomenon. Cultural phenomenon. He made a ton of money off ads and just like plays. So like, he's doing something right there. And I think... I appreciate it at least. I think I think it's definitely something definitely. to be looked I at. Think the world does. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, every definitely. every other rapper is just doing like, you know, money, you know, the women, yeah. like guns. But like Drake, like does he he doesn't need to do that. We know he doesn't need to do that. And, and if he started doing that, we'd be like, dude, what is this? Like, what like like yeah. like what is going on? Yeah, exactly. And I think like exactly. and I think we kind of got that like Drake like really bad boy Drake at like and like, um um. Nothing was the same with, like, worse behavior. I think that was, like, that was, like, the mm-hmm. most, like, hard, like, what, like, kind of, almost, like, gangster rap Drake we've gotten. Even that music video was, like, pretty, you know, pretty yeah. hard, too. But I think that's, like, as most as we've ever kind of gotten with a Drake music video. The the, the rest of them are, are usually pretty tame, fun, and not, like, overly yeah. intimidating by any means. Like, oh, I'm I mean, going to kill your family. I stop as a music video was pretty, it wasn't as, I feel like, worse behavior. He was really, like you know, going for that vibe. He was in Memphis. He was, like, kind of trying to be with, like, he literally had his dad there who's, like, a pimp yeah. and then, like, all his bros. Like, so that was the vibe, whereas in nonstop, he had reached the level of mob boss and it was really just him at a, doing one of his concerts, him literally, like, buying out a club and in, like, the back room, like, just fucking dancing. So, yeah, it was different, but it was definitely um, a little scary vibes, like, that, that he likes to go for. But, but he has had scary songs, but you're right, in terms of the music videos... Definitely, definitely that's, like, one of the, the scarier, quote-unquote scarier ones. Absolutely. And, and I think, like, going into the mob boss, I think, like, he definitely takes a different approach in the mob boss, too. Because I think, like, when I think of, like, rap mob bosses, I think Rick Ross, like, with MMG and just, like, running that whole yeah. group and doing that. But I think Drake is definitely, like, taking it, like, a literal, like, very kind of a little bit more literal instead of, like, a business yeah, sense. exactly. Like, I think Rick yeah. Ross is like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, a mob boss of, like, a rap group kind of deal. But Drake is, like, I feel like a little bit more of, like, a legitimate, like, maybe. Obviously, yeah. like it's it's don't get us wrong. It is probably the most femboy uh, <laughs> mob in the world. But he is he he has a crew that he's running. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he and he has credentials that a mob like you know a lot of what. And this is maybe a little off topic. We digress, but but just to to close out the point, he he has a bit more credentials on like what mafioso means. Yes. Like in terms of like you kind of running a city. That's kind of what it was all about. Running an industry in a city that's like kind of like. Like huge like you eat in the back of like a restaurant like he literally runs toronto like he's huge 
uh, in Canada. And, and honestly, when he goes to a new city, he's just the biggest star out right now. So he kind of runs that. But, but really with Toronto, he's at that level um, that, it, that it is more literal. It, it definitely is more true. Um, but yeah, just to close out that point, um, I'll, before we get into kind of the, the ranking of the studio albums, I just wanted to like touch on a few songs. Um, agree on Fair Trade. Um, I do really like Champagne Poetry, um, where he sampled the Beatles, and, and it's Michelle. Michelle, by the okay. way. Okay, nice. Yeah, and then TSU is obviously not around. Um, I think I'll get into this later with um, In Too Deep, uh, about how, you know, how this, kind of, this album differentiates from other albums, but really like that one. And, and, and No Friends in the Industry, 7 a.m. on, I think it's Bridal Path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, I Am Y2, I Miss You Too, I guess, with Kid Cudi, and Fountains. I really loved, you know, those were some great songs. So Totally agree. I mean, there were, there were really not, you know, well, I'll, I guess kind of transitioning into the studio albums, you know, unlike some of the more recent ones where I felt like there was a few misses, I felt like there wasn't really any misses on this album. Um, not necessarily meaning that that's, it's the number one album ever, but... Um, he, he kind of put out consistently, like every track was, was solid to great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think to kind of go on that point, I think every, there were no filler tracks here. And I think like we have had a Drake album here or there that it definitely feels like we have maybe a a throwaway track that's like, you know, could have been on there. But, you know, I think one of the things that, that we can really appreciate with this is that every one of these is like a very, very solid, strong song as Alex mentioned. And I'm also so curious because Drake mentions how many like hits he has that he hasn't released yet. Like, are those ever just gonna show up on an album one day? Like, could it could have Fountains been made like three years ago and we would just never know? Could Fountains be a I new project? Like, like, do we ever know when these studio songs are actually made? I think, like, I think they pull you know albums for you know I mean sorry songs for an album depending on when the album's released. Like, if it's like three years from album A to album B, like, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of songs that could be in year one and then in year three. Um, but I think with this album, like, definitely I feel like in 2020, probably 2019 as well, like, not around. Like, those, like, leaks from Daft Piff, that was probably made in 2019. Um, yeah. Like, three, at least three of the songs. Yeah, actually, actually that's, that's, probably... that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Literally, we had leaked tracks in 2019. Or, 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 yeah. or, you know, we got them in 2020. 20, early 2020. Right, right. But they yeah. were probably produced in 2019. So kind of answered our yeah. own question here is that these are not necessarily like the newest tracks. You know, these are like, yeah. these are like kind of coming right off of Scorpion, maybe even tracks. Like if we're going like, like summer 2018, right? Or fall 2018, yeah. like and, that's when that came out. And, and, you know, like I think it kind of speaks to the delay in albums it doesn't only we obviously see with Kanye we see with Drake we see with every artist Jake Cole like everyone has delays in their albums because they make those tracks over such a long period of time I think especially certain artists work that way some artists work like super quick but they may be inspired you know you know a few months before they think they're going to release the album so they delay it and I think you see that on um like an album like this where even 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, he mentions things that like happened the other week. Um, so I think it was like such a long timeline for like when these songs, I, I mean, a relatively long timeline for when these songs were made. And I think he did that for a reason just to, you know, sense the vibe. Like it's like their artistic project. So they're probably, you know, artists take a lot of time thinking about how they want to like release it, what the final product should look like and when the right time is to release it. So I'm sure like there were some things that just happened by chance because he was like, oh, maybe I don't want to release it in 2020 just with everything going on. I'll delay it. That maybe just by chance led to like more songs, but, but who knows? Like, I feel like definitely like, I feel like Fountains was probably 2021 because didn't Thames do a song with like WizKid or something that got big? Like, I think they did one um, that, that's been recently kind of like on the hot charts right now. Forget what it's song, but uh, or I forget what the song is called, but I feel like in the past year that that song must have been made. 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, same thing. I feel like that was recent. Um, yeah, I don't know when Kid Cudi and Drake like reconciled their beef, but they had a beef for a while. So like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But yeah, I think it, it comes, you know, from a lot of different 
points in time. Absolutely, and I think I think that's a really good kind of thing to note is that you know albums definitely take a long time. There's a reason why it took, I guess, him three years now to really put this album out and give it you know full attention with each of those. But one thing I want to ask you is. You know, did you like the the beginning, middle, or end of the album the most? I have a pretty definitive answer for myself. I feel like um, one part of the album really spoke to me a lot more than the others. Do you have a particular part of the album that, that you really liked? It's a good question. I would probably say it's tough. I really, you know, I'm going to preface it with it's tough because I really liked it. And I feel like I have a mix of songs from different parts of the album that are that are kind of like some of my top songs but I feel like uh kind of uh maybe the middle-ish with like starting at TSU maybe skip knife talk but I it's like to to race my mind slash 7 a.m on bridal path or fountains I mean I don't know I, I guess that's the middle but there's a few in there that maybe I'd skip like knife talk I feel like I would replace a song but but i feel like that stretch was really good for me like tsu eight to like six yeah i got you i got you yeah but yeah heartbreak also super underrated song yeah first time i heard it, i was song. like i knew this song was gonna be just like a special thing that i would just listen to like if you're like if you're feeling in a place where you just like need a classic yeah. like interlude by some random person like for example yeah. like uh george's interlude or yeah well that was drake or 44 Yes, yes, or or, or Breeze and Lou with, or, or I think those with with, with yeah. Omarion, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, all of those yeah. just like random interludes, just like they're so they're short and they're so sweet and they're so good. Like it's 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 just it's just those little things that he throws in here that you just know when you see something that's like under two minutes is going to be very good, and that's what I was really yeah. excited to hear, especially in this album because we. Alex and I are big, big fans in, in, in the in the mid middle interludes of the album. Yes, definitely. Uh, what about yeah, you? Yeah, but for so me, your... for me, yeah, the the ending is is definitely where I kind of really felt it. I would say from "Race My Mind" down to "The Remorse." I think "Race My Mind." I was so happy to have that on the album. Um, it was it's it was called "Intoxicated." Was the leak song. So that was very good to see that. Fountains was really good. I kind of want to touch on this because we're going to, after this, we're going to go to the differentiators between this album and the other albums. But I feel like I'm just going to preface this this next transitional piece that I have here. Fountains, I feel like, is the only experimental song on the album where it goes back to the Caribbean vibes. Oh, I think... I have, a, I have a different one. Okay. Okay, ahead. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that. We'll, we'll, def, we'll differentiate in a little bit. So, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's push that down yeah, the road. Yeah, let's push that down the road. I think Fountains is definitely an experiential song. I think he goes back to his more life Caribbean roots days. And I actually really appreciated definitely. this. I actually really appreciated this. I had kind of a love-hate relationship with more life where there's some really, really great tracks on there. And then the more Caribbean vibes besides like Blem and, um, and, and like Medina rhythm or whatever it was called. I can never pronounce yeah, it. Very good yeah. songs. But other than that, like the other Caribbean songs are like, I guess almost grimy songs that album weren't my favorites were my cup of tea. Yeah. So I, that's why I really appreciated fountains. I felt like it was an experiential, but it worked really well. Get along better. I love this. I love it when Drake and Ty Dolla mm. come together. Yeah, it is amazing. Like After Dark was one of my favorite songs on Scorpion, so I was really excited to get some Ty Dolla back. I, you know, even if he says like, you know, just a few bars. I think Ty Dolla Sign only literally says like maybe like four bars and just repeats it three times, and that's his verse. Yeah, but he just has such what yeah, it's at. what he's good at, and he has such good vocals too. So I really appreciate even if that's what even that even if that's what we get, it's gonna be very, very good and I can always appreciate it. You only live twice, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. I mean I think Yeah, that was great. I think those two features were so good. Lil Wayne literally didn't even take a breath. Like he just went <laughs> so like I'm not even kidding. Listen to it again, guys. Listen to it again and see how many breaths he takes. I think he takes like five or six, and it's crazy. Or else you just can't notice it. He's just so talented with speaking and rapping. So I really enjoyed that song too. Um, I miss you too with Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi again, out of left field. Such a yeah, good really. feature. Such good feature. Really? I mean, I was, was I was really thrown for a loop. I was like, oh, Kid Cudi, that'll be interesting. And boy, was it interesting. But boy, was it really, really good. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was fantastic. Sure. And then 
um, uh, effing fans that were, were child friendly podcast. So effing fans, <laughs> um, really, really good too. This is actually a very interesting song about the lyrics. So apparently I think like he was like not exclusive with a girl, but like was like effing fans. And this whole song is about just like what he's gone through and just like, I guess like oh, wow. breaking relationships. Oh, it's so deep. It's so deep, but it's so good. Yeah, hi, hi, I think, I think that's like his like. That again, like those are like the kind of songs that that only Drake really brings to the table, like, and that's why I really appreciate him because it's like obviously yeah. like I can never relate to like being a superstar yeah. like that, yeah. but just like you know, just like kind of little things is just like it's 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 I think why we really bring Drake to the table. And I think that's why we especially um, I would say like people who aren't that into rap but like are very much into music in general really appreciate him that's why i think he's a great bridge yeah, i mean we're definitely, definitely really into rap i don't want to downplay it but like he's a great bridge because he's relatable at the end of the day like it's not just definitely. like i have like millions of dollars in diamond rings right like we have these little things um and then yeah. and then and then to kind of round it out with the last song the remorse i feel like the remorse is okay. is really good. It's a great ending. He always does this. He always has a really long rap song. Like, for example, Scorpion was March 14th. He raps about his kid, about some things with his baby mama. And then he has that amazing outro. Um, and then, obviously, Do Not Disturb. Same thing. Incredible, incredible kind of rapping with Snow Allegra in the background, that sample. Um, so I think that it was just a great way to kind of end it. Is it going to be as good of a song as Do Not Disturb? Um, I don't think so, but also it took me a little bit of time to like recognize how good Do Not Disturb was. Like I didn't, I listened to the album The More Life like a few times, like, oh yeah, Do Not Disturb. But then I'd like put that on repeat a few times, like, wow, this song is actually so good. The lyrics are incredible. Yeah. The sample is next level 40. Like it is so good. So this song is one of them I could easily see grow on me. Nice, nice. And I guess, uh, so uh, agree uh, I definitely agree also with like the relatability thing. Like, you know, we're not superstars. We can't relate to kind of the overall message or the overall story that he was telling. But what he's so good at is like dropping lines and dropping bars that are so relatable. Like he makes these stories that you never went through relatable with like uh, specific lines. And that's why he's so good with like the Instagram captions and things like that because he tells stories in a very like, relatable way even if the story itself as a whole isn't the most relatable story because he's a superstar um but i guess you know before we go into what differentiates and talks about talk a little bit deeper about that where would you rank this in terms of the studio albums oh that is such a good question um so i think if since you guys have obviously listened to all 13 episodes so far <laughs> um you know that i'm a huge take care guy so i obviously have uh take care number one with that um, I actually was texting Alex the other day, and I re-listened to all of Scorpion, and B-Side is so unbelievably good. It it really blew my mind how good that album was again. So I'm gonna I'm not putting Scorpion second, but I'm just I'm just letting you guys know that Scorpion is a very 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 good album, and should not be overlooked. I think it has you know it has God's Plan, which is like you know I personally. I don't stand Pop Drake because I think Pop Drake brings Drake into that thing that he's not a rapper, right? He makes very good songs like God Plan, Controla, that just get blown up by the mainstream. One dance. One dance, exactly. Like, we can list literally 15 of them, and that puts him into the mainstream, and then people are like, oh, Drake, God's Plan, One Dance, Controla. Like, oh, that's all he is, just a pop star. But then you go into, you know, deeper songs um, like After Dark, Do Not Disturb, The Remorse, um, I Miss You Too, like all of these great, great bangers that have incredible lyrics. And the pop songs just really make you forget that he does this. And it's like, oh, it's Drake, he's a pop star. He's not comparable. It's like, no, he has those sides of him, but he can do so much more kind of deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so so I think it's going to go with, I think it's going to take care. Um, nothing was the same. Scorpion, CLB, views, thank me later, is where I'm. Is what I'm doing right now. Okay, okay, and for me, you know, I definitely I feel like in more of a nothing was the same fan. Like it's so hard for me because I like kind of well, I didn't necessarily find Drake on Take Care because I, I definitely listened to Thank Me Later first. But that's that actually was, wow, that's like, actually a really big 
differentiator for why you might put it first. And I didn't even consider that. So so what? um for put what first? That 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 you didn't really meet Drake on on Take Care. You met Drake on Nothing Was the Same. Is that is, is that is that true? No, on, on Think No, no, on Think Me Later. Oh. I, I was the first Think Me Later was the first Drake songs I heard. Okay. The, the songs off Think Me Later, Fancy. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um uh, uh over find your love up all night over up all so those but definitely not you know so, so i can't say like take care was the but take care was the the album that was like oh shit like i i specifically like this guy like thank me later was like i was kind of getting into rap generally and i was kind of into jay-z kanye west i was into like other artists and this was just another one to add to the queue and then take care came out and i was like oh shit like i really like this specific artist um, so Take Care will always have a, a place in my heart because of that. Nothing was the same too. It's so hard for me personally to rank that one of those two as number one and number two. I think all, I feel like as a, like Drake fans usually say Take Care. Um, but I'm going to just, for the sake of it, just going to put Nothing Was the Same at number if one. If you go anything else but Nothing Was the Same, I feel like you're lying. You love Nothing Was yeah, the Same. Yeah, I, I love what Nothing yeah. Was the Same. I love Nothing Was the Same. But I love Take Care. I know, like, I know. Like, Shot For Me, like, Marvin's Room, like, all those songs. Like, I mean, The Ride, like, the ending. I told you about Again, again another great outro. My driver's license. Yeah. So, I would say Nothing Was the Same, then Take Care, then CLB, personally. I would put CLB at number okay. three. Um... And then I would put Scorpion at number four, Views at number five, and Thank Me Later. At number okay, six. so we're mostly we're mostly pretty much the same. We're mostly the same. Yeah, I I think CLB is, and maybe we can now kind of get get into what differentiates it. Oh, we I we forgot about More Life. More Life is a playlist, not part of the studio. Album. Really? Okay. Yeah. There we go. And that's. I mean, if you if you wanna if you wanna kind of now include More Life, and um, if you're reading this, it's too late. I would put, if you're reading this, is too late at number three, um, four, CLB, uh, More Life and Scorpion, I would probably go, it's tough, maybe More Life and then Scorpion, uh, and that's probably how it would change, but those don't count because they're not studio albums. Gotcha, and that's why we have experts um, on this call, and that's why, exactly, and that's why people exactly. to tell us that More Life is not a studio album. Exactly. That's why we had to fire our intern. And yeah, I guess he didn't know. That. He, he, didn't, he didn't give us that information prior to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then, but yeah. So what? So for me, what differentiates the album? I think compared to Scorpion, Scorpion was so long. Had the A side and B side. I think there were not necessarily like I. I, I guess you could call them fillers, like throwaway type songs. I. I felt that, like for example, he put God's plan in there. God's plan in there. I get that, but like it didn't add anything new, and like everyone had heard that for like so long before it was released. But not even God's plan. Like I think, um, I don't think Talk Up with Jay Z was good. Like very good. Um, I think. I mean, Summer Games I liked. I, oh, Ratchet Happy Birthday did not. That like was really bad. That was actually yeah, a very bad like. song. And and, and and I think and I think like that was like trying to be like the way too sexy kind of vibe. Like it was like it's like yeah. a fun, playful thing that I think he thought was gonna blow up, but was actually like abysmal. Which, which you know, it, I think it to to there was like a specific segment of the marketplace. That, yeah, like it did maybe hit, maybe hit, which was like maybe Ratchet Girls on, on their birthdays, birthdays. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like to everyone else, it was not a good song. And then it was just so long. Like I mean, I don't know how was it that much longer than this. Yeah, it was it was it was like twenty five tracks. So it was like four songs longer, um, and you know I just think overall it wasn't just as as good or as refined as cleaned. I don't think everything like his verses. Just I mean I thought it was really good, but just comparing it to CLB, I feel like CLB, as we said, like no real fillers. I think the closest one for me, and I still liked it, was Knife Talk. Um, just personally, but I still think that was a good song. It was like at the solid level. Um, and then Views, you know, I really like Views, but again, not necessarily fillers, but I think that's Drake's most experimental album. Um, I think, you know, I, I read I, I read some reviews, and, and it's, it's so funny how reviewers are just like so just like not consistent. Like they're like, they were trying to compare CLB with like um, kind of being like not being as experimental and like kind of comparing to how 
they don't vibe with some of the songs like they did on views but then you look back at those same people reviewing views and they were like shitting on it so it's like they're just like they're just there to kind of did you on, actually did stuff. you actually cross-reference like writers or was it like the same yeah, source no no, no I, I mean i remember reading this okay like, back then too but no no no. i did like kind of look back at least at one and just be like did did is that make sense because i was just like there's no way you said you like this <laughs> listen to it uh but like yeah but like views like you know i i think they were like it was great like great songs but like uh faithful uh-huh. um, still here um grammys uh you know pop style nine uh not nine is okay, but yeah, nine is like okay. bizarre. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it's like, like a, bro, he was like standing in the shower. He's like, what if I what if I flip the six <laughs> upside down? It's a nine now. It's like like that's that was the premise of the song. I know, I know. But then he has some like bangers, like some of the best the songs ever. Close. Yeah, yeah. Keep the family close. Um, Child's play is great. Uh, Views is nothing. The song views is nothing. Like right? Fire and Desire is great. Yeah. Summer Over's interlude is great. Too good is great. bro. You're missing. You're missing the two best ones. With you, redemption, Western Western Road flows, Western Road flows, is, and feel no way. Yeah, those yeah, are. I, was to, I mean, the best ones. But but other than that, like for a twenty song album, mm-hmm. where Hotline Bling was one that was pre released, and I think One Dance was yep. as well. And Controller, so kind of eighteen, and Controller, so like seventeen. I would say I could have cut out like one, two. List them. Three. List ones you're cutting out. I could. I mean, views like I didn't find. Views is the last song on the album, right? Views is the last yeah. song in the album, and I honestly didn't think it was like that great. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a very it's an average outro. I mean, because his outros yeah, are average, so good, right? Yeah, it's an average outro. It's an average Drake rap song. Mm-hmm. Um, so views I could cut out. Uh, pop style cut out. Yeah, absolutely. Grammys three. Yep. Still here is like okay. People actually really I, like Still Here. I, I like Still Here too when I listen to it. So okay, we'll keep that. But three so far, Faithful I could cut. I can out, cut out too. It's a little bizarre. Yeah. Uh, um, nine, yep. okay, we could cut out. That's like that's like five, and maybe even like, with you is good. So I would I would I would keep that, I guess. But like, there's a lot of like questionable ones. Like, I'm not sure how I would like. I don't think that like on such a hyped album, did I need with you? Um, Redemption's good. Like, I don't know. I just didn't think like all of them deserve to be on views, and and that's why views kind of makes it. I think it's better than Thank Me Later, which is very much like I'm here right now. Like, listen to me. Um, like kind of just catering to the audience. Um, yeah. So that's why I put views at five and Scorpion at four and why I think CLB I think is like really refined. I think um, not even a weekend. Maybe, you think it's already so, so you think you think that you're so the reason why I put Scorpion over CLB is for the strict fact that I'm just not ready to say CLB is better than Scorpion. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm ready to say CLB. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. In my mind, I think it's definite because, like, you know, when I was lo- when you asked me the question, like, what part of the album do I like best, it was, fr- it was hard for me. Whereas for, like, Scorpion, I was, like, cle- it was pretty clear, like, what, it was almost like he, he didn't put, since he did A-side, B-side, I feel like it didn't flow as well, like, or, or at least the, the chunks of the album weren't as good as a collective as, like, CLB was where I could like definitively say like eight through sixteen I really liked I couldn't say that on Scorpion, um, and I just feel like there were yeah a lot more fillers uh, and and he just had no real misses on CLB and he's just at a point in his career unlike Take Care nothing was the same where uh, he like those two he was like really hungry and like you know searching to be the best uh, whereas this he's like the best and he has like not much more to prove and it's like what keeps you going and, and it's just that he's so good and he still likes doing this and you can tell that like he was having fun with it um i think he's really good at all this shit i think he if he was at the level of rap and like singing as he is now when he was like back in 2011 2013 he probably would have made an album better than nothing was the same and take care i think he's probably he's definitely at a better level but i just don't think maybe the hunger is there um you know the, the point to prove isn't there as much because he's already done it he raps um, about that. Just think, he raps about that. Yeah, and he raps about that. And I think just, I just think overall, CLB is like a great, great album. Um, and I think it like I'll I'll listen to it a bunch. Take care. Nothing was the same. Or just hard to beat. It's like old Drake. It's just like 
what Drake was like made from. It's like his base. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it has a lot of different vibes. It has fountains, which kind of gives those more life vibes. I think In Too Deep is his most experimental song with the guitar and like kind of the rock and he splits it into two parts. I think I really like that song. So good. Um, and I felt that was just like that song, whereas like Fountains, he had done that on Views and kind of More Life. I feel like more, more life. Cause I feel like More Life is where he refined some of his views, um, kind of what he was trying to do on Views a little bit. Um, but In Too Deep, I feel like he's never done something like that before. Like with the guitar, it almost sounded like a post Malone song or something like something post Malone would do. Um, yeah. The guitar is really good. Um, I was actually very happy to hear that kind of coming that way. Cause I think that's just like the only thing we're kind of missing is like a little bit of a Rocky kind of Drake, which mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. saying it out loud sounds bizarre. Sounds really, really weird to say. Sounds like a, like a strange yeah, concept, but, it but it, it, yeah, it but it, 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 it could be pretty interesting. Um, I think he does have one song with the guitar in it at the end, but I'm like blanking. Yeah, I think you could be right because I'm I'm getting like an, it's it's almost like an outro kind of deal. It's not summer games. No, it's not summer not days. That. That's more EDM. Yeah, that's um oh I, it'll it'll come to me eventually, or we can talk about it in the next episode. But it was just like but, yeah. it, it, he he definitely has a song where it has a guitar playing, and that I can literally hear it in my head, but I just don't know what it is. I think it's actually on views. Um, but regardless, yes, absolutely. Um, really nice to hear some guitar action taking place. And again, a little bit of a, di- of a differentiator, differentiation factor kind of going in there. I think, as I mentioned before, the more Caribbean feel is a differentiator going back to his more life days. Um, but overall, I thought this was a pretty generic, I know generic is a negative connotation, but a generic Drake album, right? It had the rap, it had the R&B. And at the end of the day, I'm very happy with that. I was actually talking yeah. to a buddy of mine over the weekend about it. I was like, yeah, man, like, I think this is a very generic Drake album. He's like, well, that's a bad thing, right? I'm like, no, that's actually exactly yeah. what I want. I actually miss that exactly. Drake. Like, that's the Drake I need to see. That's the Drake I know and that's the Drake that I love where he has those really great rap songs, but he also has those incredible R&B songs that I vibe to. Yeah, and that's what I was actually, because uh, I read, like I said, a few of these reviews, and that was the critique. It was like, he should be more experimental. And I was like, I don't know, like, why? Like, I, I feel like he's done a lot in his career already, and this, was suppo- this is supposed to be kind of uh, a point in which he's kind of, like, mastered a lot of what he's done, so showcase that. And that's what we want to hear, to your, like, what Drake is good at. Like, you know. I like you that. You don't see... Yeah. I like I like that you don't, take you don't, a lot, honestly. It's like if he's coming back to show people what he's a pro at. It's like it's like it's like uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like it's like a Kobe tour, right? Like it's your life. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's not that he's it's retiring, like right? But it's just like he's coming back. He's showing everyone what he's got. Why he's the greatest kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you could. Yeah, I think you could easily compare it to sports, where like. There's a lot of athletes that, you know, try out a bunch of different things in their career to see what's successful and they get really good at it, but they have those things that like make them great. And when you go to see those athletes, you want to see like vintage them. You don't want to see like some experimental something. And then when you look back on it in 50 years, you're just like, oh yeah, like, you know, I, I Michael Jordan played baseball. It's like one of those things. Exactly. It's It's like, why would I go see Michael Jordan plays baseball? Or Michael Jordan play on the Wizards. I want. I wish you you'd know, only see it because it's Jordan different. Play on the Bulls. Yeah, you'd only yeah. see it because because it's different. But at the end of the day, you and when won't you look like back it. on it, you're not going to be as happy. exactly as exactly happy you exactly. It. So I feel like that's what this was. He was like, it's like, um, and he says he's like in his golden age. So like, why not be like do what what you do best at your best. Uh, I that, totally that's what agree. I really liked about CLB. Yeah, yeah and I, I think it's still kind of crazy that I mean he he raps that on CLB that see he still hasn't found his soulmate like bro you're Drake like like you're Drake bro he'll never find like it. I think he also rapped about at the end that he'll never find it. yeah like like what like what is bro you could have anyone in the world but then again also like he gets rejected a lot like if you're Drake how do you get rejected so much. Yeah, probably because he's, like, fucking fans. Or effing fans. Yeah, no, facts, facts. <laughs> it comes full circle. CLB, I'm telling you guys, it brings out everything, dude. It brings out everything. Uh, yeah, it is It is probably sus why he's doing that. He does, like, live the life. He's, like, 34, and he lives like he's 24. He so raps about that. Help. He raps about that, too. Yeah. So he, he yeah, said he exited exactly. his 20s, but he can't stop partying. Yeah, exactly. And, and 
you know, you see that, like, honestly, like, that's not just a Drake thing. Like, I, you see that with a lot of, like, successful people. Like, I'm thinking of, like, soccer stars. Yeah, of course. That just, like, go in their party life forever. Like, they're in their 40s. They're still partying. It's just, like, some people are like that. And Drake is clearly like that. Um, and that probably holds him back a lot. But he also has that really in touch side of him, too. He also raps about that he hears his, that, that it's, that his therapist's voice is making the decisions for yeah, him. Like, he's yeah, so in touch too. that he knows, like, he needs help. He knows that he's emotional. He knows that he'll never find the love of his life. He knows that he's still waiting and still searching. But, like, he still is doing all of these normal things that rappers do, even though he's just so aware that these things obviously have consequences or that, like, one day he'll find it. It's a really interesting dynamic how in touch he yeah. is, but how he's still wanting, how he's still living this this lifestyle. It's like, it's... This is a pretty extreme example, but it's like it's like an alcoholic saying, like, I just got to stop drinking. That was my last drink, right? And now he's just yeah. is constantly going this cycle. Yeah, which is a critique of Drake and why some people, like, find his music repetitive. And I get mm -hmm. that, especially as he gets older. Um, I do get that. I mean, I think it's still very relatable to people because not everyone matures at the same level or, or goes through life in the same way where they... Uh, you know, people go through their own life and they may really actually relate to Drake in that way um, or just maybe in a point in their life where it's nice to hear that or whatever it is. Um, I, I do hear that critique. And I also think um, not only the parting, but like he lives in a mansion with like all his boys. So even if he didn't party, like that'd be a little weird to like have a, a wife or something and like live in a mansion. He literally raps about that too. Is like, you want to walk around <laughs> naked. That's not how, how we're living here. Yeah. He literally exactly. raps about that so too. So it's like, he doesn't, he's, he doesn't have the infrastructure set up for like family life. It seems like he, he's, he does it for like mob boss life. Right. Right. Um, and it comes back to which, mob boss. Yeah. We'll always, see if always that comes like, back to mob changes boss. or. Or whatever, because he could definitely have a whole wing of his house that's just for him, and, and then still have the rest of, of the boys live in like basically a mansion. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it would it would be it wouldn't, it, matter. It wouldn't even yeah. matter. He has so much. Yeah. I mean, Canada, like, bro, there's <laughs> yeah. so much land in Canada. Like, come on. Yeah, you could figure that out. <laughs> you could easily figure that out. But yeah, no, I mean, I think I think I think we we, we hit on a lot of things that that differentiate the, this album from the rest. Um, and why I think we, we viewed it highly, at least in the first list. And I'm interested to hear how you think this is going to be in a few weeks or, yeah. or in a year. I mean, I've listened to it season. like seven times already since like, th so I stayed up guys till I, you know, it was supposed to drop at, you know, midnight, then it was pushed to two and then it was pushed to one. So I listened to it and then Apple music actually messed up. I don't know if you guys have Apple music, but it messed up the drop. Like it released only like half the album completely out of order. So my first song that I listened to. Um, not by choice, but because that's just how the program, you know, set it up for me was you only live twice. And that was an insane intro to listen to the album. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I think this album absolutely is longevity. I think it's going to be, I think it's already an instant classic. I saw DJ academics was like going crazy over it on Twitter, but yeah, he, but exactly. he also fell asleep on the stream. People are saying he fell asleep on the stream, which was also oh, really? really funny. That's yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It was, it was a really funny video. I'll send it to you. Um, but I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's stupid that like there there's been like talk of like Drake not having classics when like Take Care nothing was nothing was the same or like clearly classics, um, especially Take Care because that that album like changed the genre, um, and is like clearly a classic and I think nothing was the same is also one, um, but to the point that we were making earlier like this will I think go down as as one because Drake is doing Drake at like an an elite level. Um, one of it, like at his like elitist. Level. No, absolutely. So it, it'll have to kind of go down as well. This was this was a high um, caliber album. Like he wasn't messing around with these three years. Like he put on yeah. just banger after banger after banger. And I think this goes into our final point. But also like he brought on some talent too. He really brought he in did. some talent. So Alex, who would you say were the most talented acts or features that he brought on? So my favorite feature, I think. Uh, so I think this, it's tough. I'll, I'll give you my, my top four. How about that? Like four songs. With sure. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like your favorite. It could be like, you know, who, you know, if the, the, you know, it could be like, who is your favorite, but also you could be like, who is the most lyrically talented feature? You know, who went the mm. hardest? It could be things like that too. Yeah. So I think just overall favorite yeah. feature was probably Thames on Fountains. Nice. Nice. Fountains. Um, I think so. Uh, Yeva is really good on Yeva's Heartbreak. That that was like kind of a solo, but 
Um, I think Thames, uh, Jay-Z uh, on Love All. Jay-Z's verse was hard, bro. That was a hard verse. Yeah, he, he probably went... He, His was deep, too. Wayne and... He, him and Wayne probably went the hardest, and then Rick Ross. Um, definitely. I would say definitely them. Uh, I didn't think Lil Baby's feature was as good as uh, Wants and Needs, Ooh, but yeah. I still thought it was very yep. good. Um, Lil Durks was good. Like, Gibeon's was good. But I think Jay-Z, Thames, Kid Cudi, Lil Wayne, Slash Ross are my favorites. Um, and then close is Ty Dolla Sign and... Yeah, I think closest Ty Dolla Sign. I think Fair Trade, Travis Scott, you know, did did good, did solid, but that was really Drake's track, and Drake like kind of made the track. Um, if it was just a Travis Scott track, I don't think we'd really be talking about it much. But uh, Drake made that song like really, 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 really good. Like that's a great song. I agree. What about you? I agree. No, I think I think everything you said, you really hit home. I actually re- and Yeba, sorry, and Yeba, I love you. Yeah, 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 Yeba, Yeba was great. I think she did a really good job interluding. I think like when Drake gives two minutes to, you know, uh, a, a, a random person, whether it's like Omarion, Yeba, Kendrick, Kendrick. Pe- oh my God, people forget Drake made Kendrick huge. He. Yeah. Toured with toured him, with him, him on, take care. and that's why we have Kendrick today, <laughs> and I will say that with my chest, and Drake <laughs> made Kendrick who he is, and people can debate that till time, but Drake brings the best out of people, and that's why we have him now, but anyways, we digressed. Um, the features that I really liked was, I actually really like, I am in a big little Baby kick right now, um, so I really mm. like Lil Baby. I thought Lil Baby's verse was really, really good. Again, it's it was not... I mean, Lil Baby... The thing with Lil Baby was he was brought on to Wants and Needs. And that was, again, Drake's song. But Lil Baby made that his song because his verse yeah. was, like, one of the craziest verses I've ever heard in a Drake song. And it yeah. was just... The flow was crazy. When you, think the, when you think the verse is over, no, he just goes harder and harder. And he just owns yeah. it. And he bodies... He bodies Drake on that song. That is not Drake's song. That was Lil Baby's song. So I really appreciated yeah. Lil Baby. I thought it was a good feature on Girls Want Girls. I actually just think the song in general is really good. And I think Lil Baby is a perfect Same. fit for that. I really do think he put Lil Baby on that. And that was a great fit. Um, I also... I, I actually kind of agree and disagree with you but i think fair trade i think that was absolutely drake's song but i think travis's feature made the song so much better i think i think Mm. we get some vocals i think is i think first off travis does a little bit of mumble rapping too and he doesn't mumble at all he just goes hard again so he really likes what he's doing and i really like what he did too on fair trade so i really appreciate that and then obviously i think as i mentioned before lil wayne's verse was like the most talented thing i've heard in a long time i think with Lil Wayne or just YMCMB in general with just how well someone could lyrically rap. I really, really enjoyed the Lil Wayne verse. Yeah. Um, the Rick Ross verse was really good too. Like, as I said, that's the opener, but like Drake did a really good one. Lil Wayne did the best on the, um, on the song. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like Rick Ross starts and it's incredible. Right. But yeah. unfortunately he got bodied by both Drake and Lil Wayne in that thing. But <laughs> it, it just bringing it all together was so good. You only live twice. Of course, um, paying homage to you only live once. Um, so really interesting to say <laughs> that. So uh, if anyone didn't get that, now you got it. Um, and then I think the only other feature that I would call out here is, um, I mean, Todd Dallas, I think I mentioned Ty Dallas, but the other one is Kid Cudi. Yeah. I think Kid Cudi's was, as I mentioned before, was like super weird. But just like so, so good because it was so unexpected for me. Yeah, for sure. And and I think and I think that's a little bit of a personal opinion because I'm not the biggest Kid Cudi guy. And I think when I see Kid Cudi, I know that like he has a really interesting voice, a really interesting melody, and a really interesting music style. So when I see that, I'm like, oh, you know, it's like one of those things. Like it's oh, Kid Kid Cudi's on here, and then I gave it a go. I'm like, this is very good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. And and I mean, I just just overall, I think the features were really good. I think, yeah, I, I think the, for my, like, lowest on the rating would be probably 21 Savage. Um, I agree with that. I actually agree maybe, with that. I mean, maybe, no, Lil Durk and Gibeon were good. They were. They uh, actually, yeah, In the Bible was very good. It was actually yeah, very, very good. Yeah, very good. I, I think, like, Future on Into Deep, like, didn't do much. Yep, so, he yeah, did his little outro thing. 
Yeah, that was, that was really it. But, like, yeah, I mean... Sure. In Too Deep was like, technically think... two songs, though. The first part was, like, Drake, and then the second part was, like, a more upbeat... It was like I think it was called like it was like it was pop, that shit, pop that shit, pop that shit, and yeah, then it was yeah. and then it was um, in too deep. Yeah, in too deep, and then it was and there was future at the end there. At the end. Um, yeah, yeah I, I hope I hope we get copyrighted for uh for that little montage we <laughs> did right there. Bro, we might get sued. Damn, we did that we did, really that well. We did that really yeah. well. So we might get sued. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, if only Drake would listen. Yeah. To this. <laughs> yeah. One of our one of but our yeah. thirty followers is Drake. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, overall, great features. I think he did a way better job on this album with features than some of his past albums. Um, and also great samples. You know, I think getting the Beatles samples, that was probably extremely hard to do. I don't know how he did that, but I loved Champagne Poetry, and I loved the sample on there. Yeah, Champagne Poetry uh, was like three songs. He Like, this is another yeah. thing, again, like, we only have so much time. We, I mean, we could, Alex and I could talk for hours with this. You know, you guys can talk for <laughs> hours with us on Twitter. Just message us on Twitter, and we can talk all day. Yeah, at LHAV podcast. Plug it, plug it, <laughs> plug it. Um, but I think, I think another thing is just, like, how many different tracks were actually multiple tracks. And I'm just saying, like, some of these tracks were, like, four and a half minutes long. This would easily be two separate tracks, and, and both separate pieces could be bangers. Like, he just po- yeah. he just put them in so well, and 40 fused the beats so well. But as we mentioned before, like, In Too Deep is, like, two completely different songs, right? And then it was just fused. It's just, like, it's so good. It's so good. And Champagne Poetry was, like, three songs. It was crazy. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. like when I when I heard it, I kept checking my phone, like, oh, it's over, right? No, it's it's over? No, it's, it's still right. going. Jeez. It's just like right. it's 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 just like how long is he gonna spend on the intro? He loves spending time on the intro. Exactly, that's an, another Drake line. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all so there's so many songs on this. I thought Poppy's Home was like a funny, p- funny name, and like also like the the bars were funny. It's like oh, like I want all my juniors to know like Daddy's Home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> and it was then, great. And then, it was actually an apology. Uh, then, it was low key an apology track though for being gone for three years without an album. That was oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was the premise yeah. there, which I appreciate the apology. And I and Drake accepts your apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put out a good good piece of work. And then yeah, like No Friends in the Industry, great song. Just wanted to touch on that. Pipe down, great song. TSU, great song. I mean, just honestly, great songs. Like really good. My least favorite song is Knife Talk. Uh, I don't know about you, but. That's my least, and I and I still like listen. You to You really, really hate really Night Top. You really hate Night Top. I don't hate it. Like I don't hate it because I, <laughs> I just I just think it's clearly the worst on the album. But yeah. I also think I also listened to it like on my run today, and I was vibing to it um, on the run. So I think it's a good song for something like that. But um, yeah, I, I just didn't think it did anything special. I did like uh, Drake's kind of flow on that. He's like. What is like? It's very. It's getting very oppy out. Yeah, that was great. That was a great I did line, like that. Dude. But then Twenty One Savage's verse just like didn't do it for me. Like totally, it was nothing. It was like Twenty One Savage. But some of the some of the stuff he was saying was ridiculous. <laughs> it always like, is, boot, dude. He's like he was like something booty clapper. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> I was just like, all right, Twenty One Savage. Like it was good. It was fine. Again, I don't think there's any filler songs or bad songs. But it was just the lowest on. I think the album. Yeah, what what did you think about bringing back the 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 time series? Like all for it. Like yeah, seven a.m., <laughs> six p.m., yeah. four four p.m. On bridal I, uh, bridal path, I believe is the um, is the pronunciation, but uh, I don't I don't know where that is. I don't know if he's talking about specifically like going walking down. The, you know the, the the. It's a place in Toronto. It's a, Oh, it is okay. Or, okay. or uh, New York. Whatever it is, it's it's not like a city like he normally does. It's like a, oh, a dude, a bridal path is just is just a path like, in a wh- park, bro. Oh, okay. So so he was probably okay. So he was just walking in a park and writing. I guess making this song in his head, which is nice. I mean, like that makes sense because um, it feels like this song was one of the the last ones to be made with the reference to Kanye yep. and, and kind yep. of the location. Um, so he probably was walking in a park, like figuring out, all right, what's do I want to say anything? Um, let me, how do I close out this album? What's the last song? Maybe this was it. Um, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I love that he always. That was a phenomenal song, and he always kills it with the the, the time and place uh, tracks. Yeah, we we love the time and place tracks. Um, this one's a little bit interesting because it's a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more. We don't really know where. 
bridal path is. You know, it's usually Cal- yeah, Calabasas. It's like a general, general place. Right, it's a general place. It's unless, just a path. Unless Drake fans, we're missing something here. If we're missing something here, let us know on Twitter at LHAV Podcast. Exactly, exactly. And, and I guess... Um, I don't know about you, Nikki, but but it is getting late. Uh, should we should we close it out there and maybe uh, you know lullaby ourselves to sleep with a little CLD? Absolutely, that sounds good. I think I think I think we definitely touched on some really good points here. I'm excited to just kind of round it out. I'm excited to see where this album takes us. I'm excited to see how this stacks up long term because I think again, Views was one of those albums that grew on a lot of people and especially grew on me too. And I even had that billboard. You can peep our cover photo yeah. on our. Twitter at LHAV podcast. <laughs> so you can see the billboards that grew on people. So uh, so we'll kind of see. I'm excited. I think I think as you mentioned before, I think CLB is better than a lot of his other mixtapes and studio tracks um, that are out there. And so I think this is a very, very fine, solid um, studio album. Yep, agreed. Uh, I think the 8.4 was a, was a great rating. I think so too. I think so too. And I think that that number could you know, potentially go up as I kind of go up or, or as I listen more, or I don't, I don't really see it going down to be honest. I think I like it enough to know that it is at a minimum an 8.4. Yeah. I feel like usually your first impressions can be your worst impressions. Exactly. Exactly. And I've listened to this already a bunch. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in saying that, but again, let us know on Twitter what your ratings are and we will yes. be sure to uh to retweet what that. was it again was i think it, it was l h a v podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think that was i think it that's too. it all right all right all right guys it was great talking to you guys again see you next year <laughs> <laughs> but actually no <laughs> no yeah yeah but actually we'll, we'll see you next time. okay all right. bye guys yes. i was a child trying to be a man to all my sons worldwide all my juniors I apologize for my absence I know I left you without a name to drop I don't know how I expected you to get your cloud up and get your money up But don't worry Daddy's home Turn me up